the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. They won't repent. They just continue in their pride and arrogance. They don't humble themselves. And so just this hand of chastening is against them. And we're told why in verse 13, for the people do not turn to Him, the Lord, who strikes them, nor do they seek the Lord of hosts. The people refuse to repent, and they refuse to turn back to the Lord. The writer of Hebrews tells us that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Thankfully for us, God's mercy and grace are so much so that He's long-suffering towards believers and non-believers alike. However, it's important that we realize there's a limit to his patience. In today's message, Pastor Dan reflects on the coming destruction that God repeatedly warned Israel about should they refuse to repent. In his study, you'll learn about the consequences that Israel faced due to their continual disobedience to God's Word. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Why aren't we great like we once were? Why are our cities devastated? Why are the walls knocked down? Why are all the trees cut down? Why did this happen to our nation? How did we end up here in this situation? No one ever stopped to ask that. They just said, we'll just make it bigger and greater and better and more glorious and more beautiful and stronger. There'll be no stopping us. And that's the lesson that they missed. You know, from a, from a human point of view, and just a, a human, you know, horizontal point of view, I- Israel lost its former greatness because of Assyria. You know, Assyria invaded and did this to their land. That would be kind of the human explanation of what happened. But from God's point of view, a spiritual understanding of what happened in that nation they're in this this situation and the land is devastated because of their sin and their rebellion against God. And Assyria was just a tool in God's hand that he used to bring this devastation upon the land in the hopes that they would repent and turn back to him. But they're so prideful of heart as a nation, they, they don't even consider that maybe there's a spiritual reason that this nation is in the condition that it's in. And that we can just overcome and we can build bigger and better and stronger and we'll be better than we ever were before. They didn't learn the lesson. And so in verse 11, look at verse 11. Therefore the Lord shall set up the adversaries of Rezin, that's the king of Syria, 
his adversaries, will come against Israel and spur his enemies on. The Syrians before and the Philistines behind, the Syrians are going to turn against Israel. Right now they're allied with Israel. But once Rezin dies, Syria turns against them. And the Philistines will come against them. And look what it says. And they shall devour Israel with an open mouth. The the picture there at the end of verse 12 is that of wild animals just ripping the carcass of Israel apart. You guys have seen that, you know, on like Animal Planet and that kind of thing. where The animals just attack from every direction and they're just ripping the animal apart. That's what these nations are going to do to Israel. The Lord will send the Syrians against them from the east. He's going to send the Philistines against them from the west. Enemies are going to come against them from every direction. And here's the deal. They will not rebuild the nation bigger and better than it ever was before. And the reason they can't is because they have wave after wave after wave of nations coming against them and attacking them, and they never have the chance to rebuild their nation because they've got problem after problem after problem after problem coming against their nation, and it's, it's divine judgment against that nation. So even though the leaders are promising, we'll build hewn stone walls, we'll plant cedars, we'll be bigger and better than ever before, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because they just have wave after wave of wave coming against them and preventing them from prospering again as a nation. And again, at no point do they stop and ask why. No point do they say, why didn't we build those walls? Why didn't we plant those trees? How come we haven't been able to do that? I thought we were going to be bigger and better than ever before. Why aren't we? Look at the uh, verse 12 again, the end of verse 12. For all this, his anger, the Lord's anger, is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. And, And here when it says his hand is stretched out, he's not stretching out his hand in mercy. He's not extending them a hand of salvation here. This is the Lord stretching out his hand in judgment against Israel And he's chastening them. He's chastening the nation because of their rebellion. And they refuse to turn. They refuse to repent. And so he still has his hand stretched out against them. And this verse, this phrase is repeated several times throughout this passage. You see it down again in verse 17. You see it again in verse 21. You see it in chapter 10, verse 4. Because they just don't repent. And so God sends wave after wave of trouble against them, enemy nations against them, and they won't repent. They just continue in their pride and arrogance. They don't humble themselves. And so just this hand of chastening is against them. And we're told why in verse 13, for the people do not turn to him, the Lord, who strikes them, nor do they seek the Lord of hosts. The people refuse to repent, and they refuse to turn back to the Lord. Now, Israel is like a, um, like a strong-willed child, and 
you know, a strong-willed child who refuses to obey his parents. And so the parent punishes that child or chastens that child, and the child still refuses to submit to the authority of the parents. And so the parent has to, you know, chasten that child again and chasten that child again and give the child a more severe punishment. And that child just does not bend. And that child just will not submit. That's Israel. That's Israel. And the Lord sends, you know, his chastening against them, and they don't turn back to him. And he just keeps sending it and sending it, and they refuse to turn. They refuse to humble themselves. You know, if you remember in the New Testament, you don't have to turn there. But in Acts chapter 7, if you remember when Stephen is brought before the religious leaders, and Stephen goes through all of the history of Israel, takes them through this long history lesson of their rebellion against the Lord. And then at the end of it, Stephen says to the religious leaders, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. And he says, Israel's always been this way, always resisted. You've always been stiff-necked and hard-hearted, and you refuse to submit to the Lord. And, and, And that's the case with Israel here. Even though the Lord is sending these things upon the nation to try to get them to turn, they refuse to turn. So verse 14. Therefore, the Lord will cut off the head and tail from Israel, palm branch and bulrush in one day. You know, the greatest person and the lowest person. The elder and honorable, he is the head. The prophet who teaches lies, he is the tail. For the leaders of this people cause them to err, and those who are led by them are destroyed. Uh, the leaders of Israel, because they, they refuse to turn back to the Lord or seek the Lord, the leaders of Israel, it says, will be cut off. And he says, the, you know, notice he says that the prophets who teach lies, they're the tail. The elders and honorable are the head and the prophets who teach lies are the tale. So they had false prophets in the nation who validated the sin. They had false prophets in the nation who told the people that their behavior is not sin, it's not wrong, they don't need to change, they don't need to repent, God's not going to judge them for what they're doing, and so God will cut off the leaders from the nation of Israel. So they don't have, they don't have leaders that can lead as a nation. That's a sign of God's judgment upon the nation. When that nation no longer has leaders that can lead the nation, that's the the hand of the Lord doing that. Look at verse 16 again. For the leaders of this people cause them to err, and those who are led by them are destroyed. The leaders of the nation of Israel have led the people down a path that leads to destruction and judgment and they have refused to turn back to the Lord, and they have continued down that path in their arrogance, in their pride, and the whole nation now is heading for destruction. And, it's, and understand, too, it's not, it's not that the people of the nation were just innocent victims in this. The, the people were following these leaders of the nation. They were following the leaders down this destructive path, all but a remnant of people who didn't bow the knee, but everybody else in the nation was following these leaders. 
uh, and believing the lies of the false prophets. And it was a path leading to destruction. I, I, I don't know about you, but I can't help to think of our own nation. And we have a nation where we elect our leaders. We vote our leaders into office. We vote them out of office. Uh, and in our country, our leaders are put in office by the vote of the majority of the people. And so when you have bad leaders in our country, that's because those are the leaders the people wanted. Not all of the people, but that's the, the leader that the majority of the people voted for. And so our leaders reflect the people. And so when we have leaders who pass laws that are contrary to God or his word, well, that, we're just, that just reflects the desire of the people in our nation. Again, not all people, but a lot of the people in the nation. Look at verse 17. Therefore, the Lord will have no joy in their young men. Usually the young men are the pride of a nation, the strength of a nation, but the Lord has no joy in them. Nor will he have mercy on their fatherless and widows. Now, again, the Lord usually shows mercy to the fatherless and the widows or the orphans and the widows. He likes to show mercy to them. But he does it during this time. You know, it's his chastening upon the nation. Turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And here in Luke chapter 4, this is when um, Jesus is in Nazareth. He teaches there in the synagogue. He reads from the scroll of Isaiah chapter 61. And then um, after he finishes and gives his teaching in verse 22, it says, So all bore witness to him. And they marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Now look what he says in verse 25. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land, but to none of them was Elijah sent, except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon, to a woman who wasn't a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except for Naaman, the Syrian. And so all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath and they rose up and they thrust Jesus out of the city and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. But then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. Jesus here, he brings up the fact in verse uh, 25 that there were many widows in the land of Israel, but God did not send Elijah the prophet to any of the widows in the land of Israel God sent Elijah the prophet to the widow of Zarephath in the region of Sidon, which is a pagan area. God did not send his prophet to a Jewish widow. He sent his prophet to a heathen widow. Why? Because the children of Israel were in rebellion at this point. And God was no longer showing mercy to the widows in Israel. And he's reminding the people in the synagogue that day of how they rebelled against the Lord. Their, their forefathers, their ancestors rebelled against the Lord in previous days. 
as evident by the fact that God did not minister to the widows in that time. Just as he said back in Isaiah chapter 9, he's not going to have mercy on the widows because of their rebellion. So go back to Isaiah chapter 9 and we'll finish up here quickly. Verse 17, he will not have mercy on the fatherless or the widows. Here's why, verse 17, for everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer. And every mouth speaks folly. The people are hypocrites. They're doing evil. They refuse to repent. And so the Lord continued to chasten them. It says in verse 18, For their wickedness it burns as the fire. It shall devour the briars and thorns and kindle in the thickets of the forest. They shall mount up like rising smoke. The the wickedness, he says, it's spreading like a wildfire in the land, like a brush fire. It's It's just spreading everywhere. There's no stopping it. Everything is touched by wickedness in the land of of Israel. And you have to understand the people that were living in Israel, they didn't see what they were doing as wicked. They saw what they were doing as acceptable, culturally and normal. They didn't see it as wicked. But God sees it as wicked, what they're doing. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, verse 19, the land is burned up. The Lord is doing it. This is the Lord's doing, this, this destruction of the land. It's not the Assyrians. It's not, you know, it's, it's not a military battle. There's a, there's a spiritual battle that's taking place behind the scenes. Through the wrath of the Lord of hosts, the land is burned up, and the people shall be as fuel for the fire. The, the people are the reason for the wickedness. The people of the land. And he shall snatch... On the right hand and be hungry, he shall devour on the left hand and not be satisfied. There's going to be a famine in the land. There's going to be a shortage in the land, scarcity. Every man, it says in verse 20, I'm sorry, but at the end of verse 19, no man shall spare his brother and he shall snatch on the right hand and be hungry. He shall devour on the left hand and not be satisfied. Every man shall eat the flesh of his own arm. The the people are going to be turning against each other. There's going to be fighting. There's going to be civil war in the land of of Israel because of this, because of the wrath of God coming upon them, this judgment coming upon them. uh, The the nation will devolve uh, into anarchy and famine and looting and even cannibalism. Every man shall eat the flesh of his own arm. And they actually had to, well, they didn't have to, but they turned to cannibalism, eating their children to survive the attack of the Assyrians. You know, the, uh, the Assyrians, often what they would do when they attacked a city, they would just surround the city and just cut off its food supply and cut off its water supply and then just wait and just starve out the people in the city. And sometimes it would take months and months and months until the people ran out of food. And they would just wait so they didn't have to expend soldiers and, and you know, risk the lives of their own soldiers. They just cut off the food and the water and starved them out until they would surrender or until they were too weak to put up a fight. And so during the siege of the Assyrians against Israel, when they would surround these cities and start starving out the cities, cutting off this food supply, the people in the city turned to cannibalism. 
eating their own children. Manasseh shall devour Ephraim, Ephraim, Manasseh. These are two, two of the tribes in Israel. They're fighting against each other. There's division in the nation. They're fighting with one another. Together they shall be against Judah. And then we see our, our refrain again, our chorus. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Chapter 10, verse 1. Don't worry, we're not going to go through the whole chapter. Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortune, which they have prescribed. Talking about the leaders of Israel, the lawmakers who pass unrighteous laws. The Lord says, woe to them because they enact unrighteous laws. And their laws rob the needy of justice. They take what is right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey, and that they may rob the fatherless. They're enacting laws that take advantage of the weakest and poorest in the society, those that they should be defending with their laws. And he says to the lawmakers, what will you do in the day of punishment? And in the desolation which will come from afar, to whom will you flee for help? And where will you leave your glory, your strength? You know, these leaders have taken advantage of people in their own nation, not helping the people in their own nation as they should be. And the Lord says, when you need help, who's going to come help you? When you're at the disadvantage, who's going to rescue you in your time of need? Verse 4 says, Without me, they shall bow down among the prisoners, and they shall fall among the slain. God will withdraw his protection from Israel, and they will have no hope before their enemies. And the Lord says this again to get them to repent. To get them to repent. The Lord takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. And put their faith in Christ. And that's why he says this to them. That's why he gives this warning to Israel. Gives this warning to Judah. So that they would turn back to him. But we see at the end of verse 4. For all this his anger is not turned away. But his hand is stretched out still. They refuse to repent. And turn to the Lord. Even with all of these warnings. He asked me how I know. And I say been sure That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. We're so glad you joined Pastor Dan Sexton for his verse-by-verse study through the book of Isaiah. This extraordinary book is quoted in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament book. Plus, it provides us with the most comprehensive picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. It includes the full scope of his life and ministry, from his virgin birth to his sacrificial death to his resurrection and second coming in glory. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an edition of this program. That website again is calvaryec.com. We'd love to hear from you too and learn how Ring of Truth has blessed you. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Let us know how God is working in your life 
and if there's anything that we can be praying for during this study of Isaiah. That number again is 410-491-4592. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray the Lord bless and keep you and that your faith is deepened with each passing day. Tune in next time to continue our study of the book of Isaiah right here on Ring of Truth. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.